Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hey everybody and welcome to the billboard.com pop shop podcast my name is keith caulfield and i am the co-director of charts at billboard based here in los angeles and joining me on the other line in new york is Billboard's editorial director, Jason Lipshot. Hello, Jason. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. As always, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. It's true. It's true, That's man. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a we have a fun show today. We do. Tell us all about it, Jason. <laughs> what, what, what? How? How fun is it? Well, we'll be talking about Pink's high flying performance on the American Music Awards, and her new video for "Beautiful Trauma." Uh, we'll also be talking about how Stone Temple Pilots is back with a new singer, and how Rihanna is the cover girl of both the new issues of Vogue, Paris, and Dazed. Does this mean new music from Riri? is on the horizon we can only hope plus in charts news we're talking all things taylor swift because her reputation album debuts at number one on the billboard 200 we'll also be talking about little pumps gucci gang makes a big gain on the (laughs) billboard hot 100 gain and gain gang and gang it's gangnam style this week with little wow and uh can anyone not named Taylor Swift or Adele, ever sell a million copies of an album in a week again? We'll talk about that later on. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. In addition, man, we've got an interview with one of my faves, Tovlo. Love Tovlo, the singer and songwriter. Stopped by the office recently to chat with Billboard's associate editor, Lindsay Havens, about her new album, Blue Lips, and the inspiration behind her new single, which I will not say on, on, uh, on air. So stay tuned for that. Later on in the show. It sounds like disco bits, but it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's uh, not. <laughs> but first, Keith, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, Keith, if you enjoy the podcast, if listener, you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you never miss an episode. Give us a rating or review while you're at it. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. All right, man. Let's hit some of the biggest headlines on Billboard.com. Uh, pink wowed the american music awards last sunday with a death-defying performance of her new single beautiful trauma then on tuesday she dropped the song's music video co-starring uh channing tatum nice get pink uh (laughs) first of all what do you think of the performance um i i don't know how pink can continue to top herself but she seems to and 
I don't know what's left. Like, we're going to have her, like, perched from a drone flying <laughs> across, like, like, like the Grand Canyon, you know, singing, I, I, singing with an orchestra, like, strung from her legs. I, I don't know what's left for her to do. And, I mean, it was amazing. But I'm just like, like, where do you go from here? <laughs> yeah, it's... You know, it, it, the fact that she keeps pulling this off and it keeps amazing. I mean, the, her performance at the VMAs, which was more of a, a medley and retrospective of her career, was amazing, too. It's, yeah. She she keeps doing it. What do you think of the video? Well, the video is great. I mean, it's it's I mean, it's fun to see a uh, video where Pink and Channing Tatum you know, Channing Tatum, who's a professional dancer, and Pink, who is not really a professional dancer, but sort of is. I mean, she's a pop star. You know, dancing in couple dancing and, you know, but also kind of like uh, serving up a video that gives you some twists that you are not expecting. And you think it's going to be like this perfect sort of 1950s vibe video uh, because it looks very sort of Pleasantville crossed with Leave it to Beaver. And then, you know, by the end of the video, it is like, surprised you and where it takes you so if you haven't seen it yet go see it it's very well worth watching and if you haven't seen her performance of beautiful trauma on the amas where she hangs from the side of a hotel uh slash apartment complex in downtown la quickly go to youtube and watch it um and then go check out her album like i'm doing her pr or something wow it's a great it's, it's a fun video it's a fun video so um yeah, and and the the one thing I'll add before we move on is it, it'll be interesting to see if this if this song, thanks to the performance and video, takes off in a way that you know what about us? Uh, the lead single d- did pretty well. It was a, a top forty hit, but um, wasn't um, a, a massive hit uh, like like some of the ones in Pink's past. But you never know. Maybe Beautiful Trauma gets uh, into that top ten in Pink's past. Ooh. Wow. with the alliteration. Yeah, that's what I do. All right, uh, rock band Stone Temple Pilots are back, and with a new singer, the famous Jeff Goot. Yeah, not very famous, but <laughs> um, he's but he's there. He's in this band now. <laughs> he sounds good, man. On November fifteenth, the band announced they had recruited a new frontman for the band, and had released a new single titled Meadow. A new full album, a full new album from the band is due out in the spring of 2018 on Atlantic. Actually, uh, Billboard's own Stephen Horowitz uh, was at their debut show. Um, oh, it was at the... The I Troubadour. The Troubadour, yeah. yeah. Troubadour here in LA. Yeah. Um, I'm, I've, I've been a fan of Stone Temple Pilots. What? Um, really? Yeah. I mean, I'm not like a like crazy fan, but I really liked their sort of like the first like four albums i really loved that and i saw them live when wyland got like out of rehab the first time like a million years ago when i was an intern at billboard and and i it's a long story i told it on the show before where i got to go backstage but i didn't realize i had like a really cool pass that would have got me into like the inner sanctum to like meet the band because i was dumb so I'm like mingling out in like the general area where there was food, but evidently I could have gone and like met the band in a special room, but I didn't realize that because I didn't know what kind of <laughs> wristband I had. Anyway, but that said, um, this new dude, Jeff Goot, um, sounds kind of like Scott Weiland. Sure. <laughs> um, which, you know, is probably kind of part of the gig. If you're going to be in Stuntable Pilots, you probably should be able to sing the songs that Scott Weiland, you know, sang previously. Uh, before, of course, he died in December 2015. 
Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens, though, with the new album and, and the reception uh, that you know he and the band gets with the new material. Have you have you heard the new single, Jason? What do you think of this? I single? have. It's pretty good. I mean, it's it's always so hard to try to replicate that original effect of, of a band, but you know, it's it's an ad. It, it's a it's a solid song, and uh, I think it's admirable that they're they're still playing. And uh, you know, according to Stephen, they 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 were pretty good at the Troubadour. So hmm. um, there you go. We shall see. All right, man. Uh, Rihanna Watch. Rihanna is on the cover of Rihanna Watch. Rihanna Watch. She's on the cover of both Vogue Paris and Dazed. Dot, dot, dot. Does this mean new music from Rihanna is coming soon? It's been nearly two years, man, since her last album was released in January 2016. But it's not like she's been resting on her laurels. She's released collaborations with Future, of course, Kendrick Lamar. DJ Khaled, uh, that was a number two hit, Wild Thoughts, and and recently NERD with Lemon. So, Keith, new new Rihanna coming soon. What what do you feel like? Do you are are you pumped? How are you feeling? Well, I mean, I I, I now this is just me assuming. I'm assuming that this sort of full court press with magazine covers means that she's promoting something, but I don't know if it's just her new line of clothing and like beauty products or something. Or maybe it's like some new tennis shoe that we're not aware of. Or does it actually mean she's promoting music that may be on the horizon? I I want to hope that it's music, but I don't really know. Have you have you heard any rumblings from the Navy, uh, Jason? I have the Rihanna not, Navy. You know, and and I think that it's going to be pretty uh, close to the vest until until we get a, a new Rihanna um, <laughs> it'll just it'll just magically appear in our phones sometime next year yeah you know I, I mean in uh, a lot of people for, forget but in 2015 she kept dropping these songs uh, um, you know oh, Ameri- right. American Oxygen and bitch better have Second, my money and bitch better have my money and none of those ended up making the incredible album that followed Um so yeah I, I guess we'll see but um, I, I'm excited I, she's got some uh you know, she she's had some bangers this year. The I love that NERD song. It sounds like the it sounds like a song that was like constructed around an amazing Rihanna verse. Like Pharrell got this amazing Rihanna verse in his inbox and was like, "All right, I guess we got to build a song around this." So. <laughs> He's like, uh, "I'm not gonna, I'm not stupid. Let's <laughs> let's yeah. work with what we got." Yeah. So there you go, man. Those are the big headlines this week. Well, um, let's move on to some chart news. Let's run the Billboard chart numbers and do the chart chat. Here are three of the biggest headlines on the charts. Number one. Taylor Swift's reputation debuts hugely at number one on the Billboard 200, selling more than a million copies. Number two, with Taylor selling a million albums, which is a rare feat in itself, can anyone else do it? Jason and I will discuss in just a second. And number three, Little Pump plows into the top five on the Hot 100. uh, Plows into the top three, I should say, on the Hot 100 for the first time with Gucci Gang. Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. Um, Okay. Let's break down each of these individually. First is that up, is is that what yes. Gucci Gang sounds like to you? Um, yeah, <laughs> Gucci Gucci. It's kind of like Coochie Coochie uh, from you know Coochie Coochie from uh, uh, Charo. Yeah, I was and then say. or or I or else <laughs> I just like have a small child like you know a baby and I'm saying I don't know. This is where little pump fans are just like, why are we listening to this dude? Okay, so first up, Taylor. Number one, Reputation, which was released on November 10th through Big Machine Records. 
debuts at number one on the Billboard 200 with 1.238 million equivalent album units earned in the week ending November 16th, according to Nielsen Music. That's the biggest week for an album since Adele's 25 debuted with 3.482 million units back in 2015. By the way, Nielsen Music began tracking music sales back in 1991. That'll make sense, and it'll be important to note in just a second, because number two, Reputation sold 1.216 million albums. 1.2 million. Like 1.22 million, basically. That's the largest sales week for an album since Adele's 25, debuted with 3.38 million. And it's Swift's fourth million selling week she's the first artist to have four million selling weeks in the history of nielsen music and reputation's debut is the 10th largest sales week for an album in nielsen history anyway you slice it reputation's debut is huge huge um also reputation is swift's fifth number one album on the billboard 200 following her last four studio efforts 1989 red speak now and fearless um yeah, it's been it's been a busy week for Taylor, but strangely, like she's been very quiet on social media, except for her Taylor King. Uh, uh, I think I got it right, Taylor King. Yeah, you know where she's like been uh, uh, tweet, uh, tweeting out photos of fans with her album. Though she, it looks like she did stop by Target and actually pick up a copy of her album. Uh, I think I think there's a video of that, but it's strangely like Taylor's been sort of very quiet in terms of uh, interviews. I don't think, has she done like an actual interview? Not yet. In, not, not, not yet. Not unless you count that magazine that you can get at target that is bundled with her album, where I think she does an interview with, does she do, does she actually do an interview in that magazine? Like with her cat or she, is she talking to someone or what? She, she, she wrote a, an open letter to fans basically. I see. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if Taylor will be, become like a Beyonce where she just like, never does interviews again. It's just like, let the music speak for itself. I, de- I definitely think she's there with this album for sure. Yeah. So far. And so far it seems to be working just fine. She's letting the music speak for itself. Well, we can move on. Um, in the past six years, the only artist to sell a million copies of an album in a week have been Adele, who did it three times with one album, 25. Um, she did it in her first and second weeks. And then the third, fifth week that the album was on sale which was also the week leading up to christmas of 2015 um and obviously taylor who did it with the debut weeks of red 1989 and now reputation jason is there anyone else that can possibly still sell a million copies of an album in a single week what do you think I don't know. I, I, I guess that's my I guess that's my answer. I, I, I want to say Great answer, Jason. I want to say <laughs> Well, I wanna say that it's it's <clears throat> if the answer is either there's about three different artists that it could be, um in in terms of established superstars. I think Drake with the right project could get there. Right. Um I think maybe Justin Timberlake, he got close uh in twenty thirteen. I think that if it's if it kind of has that surprise element, right. um, maybe a Beyonce. Uh, that that's the whole thing is if if it's if it's done the right way or has the right single um, leading it. There's a couple that could do it. Um, otherwise, I think it might it, it would have to be someone who's on the rise right now and is and it kind of blows up in a way that Adele blew up. I mean, the fact is that Adele has the biggest you know the the biggest album debut 
sales week of all the, you ever. know ever yeah. uh, in well, the Nielsen yeah. era um, on her third album. Like it's not it's not like she's like this veteran artist um, that has been around for decades. Um, she blew up with her second album and then she had a huge third album. So I, I, I do, I guess that's my answer is that there's about three or three to five artists. I mentioned Timberlake, Drake, Beyonce with the right project. They could finally cross the, cross that threshold. Um, and then maybe someone, maybe someone we're not even thinking about yet, but that blows yeah. up in the next couple of years. What, what do you think? I think, um, I think yes to all those things you just said. Um, and uh, yeah, it is interesting to think of what, you know, Adele did, you know, she, even though she sort of came to popularity in the digital era, her fan base is from eight to 80, you know, so she actually has a lot of older people that are buying her full album as opposed to streaming it. And, you know, she also kept her 25 album off of streaming services for like the first five or six, seven months of its release. So that certainly helped sales to a degree, too. So, you know, it could be someone who's just coming up now. But the trick is you really need to get older fans into your music for them to buy it um, and for you to be able to sell that many copies of your album in a week. Um, And, you know, it could be someone that we haven't even thought of that we don't even that we haven't even met yet. You know, a couple years ago. Um, Susan Boyle dropped out of the sky. Yeah. Yeah. That's the answer. That's the correct answer. Subo. Subo. She did like 700,000 something copies of her first album, I Dream to Dream, back in 2009. So, I mean, what if there's another Susan Boyle type phenomenon that, you know, it drops out of I don't even think you need the word type in there. I think you, you ask, what if there's another Susan Boyle phenomenon? And the answer is, I'm ready for it. With literally Susan Boyle again? Yeah, let's go. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> so let's move on. Over on the Hot 100, <laughs> as the top two are actually static this week, with Post Malone's Rockstar at number one and Camila Cabello's Havana at number two, we've got a new title in the top three. As Hot 100 chart manager Gary Trust wrote on Billboard.com, Lil Pumps, Gucci, Gucci, Gucci gang. Gucci gang bass plas back to the hot 100s top 10 at a new high jumping from 12 to 3 which surpasses its prior peak of number 7 powered heavily by its 3 to 2 gain on the streaming songs chart it had 45 million streams uh, last week by the way um, helping encourage the increase uh, the increased or continued momentum of the song's official video which premiered in October but the video continues to be really popular, and also the track is getting a lot of pickup in user-generated viral videos. So I'm wondering, because I was looking at the sort of the nitty-gritty of the charts and the, the point breakdown between the top three, if Little Pump gains as much as it did this week, it could actually threaten you know, Camila at number two next week. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. And we still don't, as, as of this recording, I don't think we have a Post Malone official video yet. I think we have a sort of visual that's kind of a quasi-video, that sort of yellow thing that's floating around right now. It's not just like a static video, and it's not really a lyric video, but it's like a visual to tide you over. Um, I just It just seems like Post Malone's going to drop that video and like sort of smush anyone's chances for number one for like the next few weeks, but who knows? We'll find out. We'll see. Yeah. All right, Jason. I think it's time for uh, a little guest interview, perhaps. Are you ready, man? Are you ready? Ready for it? Yes. I love I love Tovlo. I mean, you know I'm a big fan. 
You are. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of her, of her album from last year, Ladywood. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great one, man. Um, the singer songwriter came in the other day to chat with our own Lindsay Havens, who I think is making her, her pop shop debut. She is indeed. This is the first time she's been on the, uh, sort of the flagship main mothership pop shop podcast. Pop shop. Yeah. She's a regular, yeah. of course, on, uh, with me and Joe Lynch on must hear music. Um, but Lindsay talked to her about blue lips, how it's a continuation of Ladywood, which came out a year ago. She also chats about the new album's lead single, Disco, Disco something, uh, where the name of the track came from, and her bizarre experience filming its music video. So here you go, man. Our chat with Toblo. So welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop podcast, Tovlo. Very Thank happy you. to have you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so you are fresh off the release of Blue Lips. Yes. That's what we're here to talk about. This is phase two of Ladywood, which you only put out last October, so about yeah. a year ago. <laughs> um, so talk to me a little bit about the idea of releasing these two connected albums. How did that come together? Um, well, it started when I was going to release Ladywood, the first phase, and I realized what I was writing and making the album that like, oh, this is, you know, cl- well, very, very clear to me, like this emotional roller coaster and just kind of um, you following my heart and feelings through different phases. And I um, still felt it was, you know, there's a lot of songs that I wanted on there, but I didn't want to like cram in 20 songs in one. I wanted to feel like an album, like just something that you could listen through and through and take in all of it. And, you know, mm-hmm. I love to have my intros and outros and little, like, connecting the song. So um, I decided to divide it into uh, a double album yeah. and release the second half a little bit later on. But as the year went on and I was touring and, you know, just living life and having a lot of new experiences, I uh, started to kind of add songs and rewrite and change. And so um, it turned into... Um, it's you know a whole a whole new album yeah. i mean half of the songs is still the songs i wrote back um for the first record but um uh the new songs i added was like i, I want them to be on there because it kind of represents where i'm at at the moment and it's a present thing so mm-hmm. um but that's why i gave it its own name blue lips because i just felt like it's still its own album even though it's part of a whole yeah, yeah. and i love <laughs> i mean the titles are kind of connected too just in yeah. like their meaning you know they're just yeah. like a play on words of like male phenomenons, yeah. I guess. Like, yeah. Um, so I love that because you could still tell that they're closely related. Because it's funny. It's like you kind of think about like, it's always that like, oh, what would you say if you were talking about a girl then? You know, it's always that like the yeah. Renevi is really um, the kind of same sentiment. So, uh, or if there is, it's in like a negative sense. Not that yeah. blue balls is in a positive sense, but just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. You're giving us like a new female dictionary. Though. I love it. <laughs> um so each album has essentially two chapters. There's Fairy Dust and Firewood on La- Fire Fade on Ladywood, and then Light Beams and Pitch Black. So how did the chapters sort of help, like, define the narrative a little bit and give some structure to it? Um, I think it's, I mean, I don't even know if it's clear to anyone else, but to me, it just uh, gives me sort of um, like a timeline that mm-hmm. I feel, or timeline and energy that I feel good about. So it's the same way, like, I've always... Um, been writing a lot like when I was growing up I would write poems or short stories and I think it's kind of like important to me to tell a story somehow that it like um that there's like a a vibe that you uh 
that you feel when you listen to a certain song and then I want that to take you into the next vibe and like mm. if, wh- whether it's like shocking you with a completely kind of different song than that was the one before or if it's like they you know kind of tie in together um and then for me it's kind of like I like having the timeline of like oh I wrote this song when this happened and then I wrote this song when this happened you know and kind yeah. of have that um pattern to it too but that's kind of funny for blue lips and I kind of been saying to my to my fans I'm like I want you to listen um to it backwards because you know mm-hmm. the, the songs of pitch black are mainly from a breakup I had um a few years back whereas um light beams is sort of where I'm at at the moment <laughs> yeah it's fun so you can listen to it both ways yes you know? um so yeah, I have to talk about the t- track Disco Tits. It's my yes. personal favorite. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's like, how can you not dance to that? And we were talking about in the office how it makes us want to roller skate for whatever reason. I know. Like <laughs> A lot of people have said that. It makes me really happy. It kind of makes me think about, um, what's that, like Boogie Nights? Yeah, that movie? totally. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I think we're going to try and organize like a little roller rink Ro- to roller that rink, song yeah. specifically. <laughs> um, so I was reading your boyfriend sort of unintentionally inspired the title yeah. so yeah. tell me a little bit about that well we're at Coachella and um it was you know huge moment for me because mm-hmm. I've been that was like the first festival I went to like outside of um Sweden or Scandinavia and it was like such a different experience like in Sweden you it's like you roll around in the mud and it's raining all the time and everyone's drunking puking it's just like mm-hmm. way more like violent <laughs> vibes I feel like or <laughs> Coachella it was just you know so like the sun was shining and it was so like clean and pretty and people were wearing flowers and I was mm-hmm. just like this is such a different you know just vibe in general and uh, I remember being like oh if I ever get to play here that's gonna feel huge you know yeah so when I then got to perform in it it was like the first weekend I did like um I felt it was one of my best sets and um so it was the last show for a drummer that was there at the time. And it was just kind of like a big night in general. And I was wearing this top that was um, see-through. And it just looked like a disco ball kind of had exploded on my tits. So we're walking to go. I don't remember what band we were going to watch. But we're watching to see another performance. And I just kind of get stuck looking up at the trees. I'm like, oh, they're so beautifully lit. No, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of turns around and goes like, hey, disco tits, let's go. And I'm like that's my state of mind that's who I am I just feel very connected <laughs> to that for yeah totally. so um I kind of took that with me into the studio the next week and just said to uh Jacob and Ludwig my producers were like okay this is the title like what are we making and they're mm-hmm. like oh my god yeah and it's like we just started making that track and kind of um the funny thing is when we were making the song the arrangement obviously isn't the kind of traditional usual um right. uh pop song arrangement it was because we were we had to like really feel it out. We're like, okay, what part do we feel like we want to hear next? Like, no, not that one. It should be. We should start with this one. We're like working on the arrangement, like almost way longer than we like wrote the parts, you know, because <laughs> it was just like, what makes us want to keep dancing? Like, which part needs to come next? It was kind of a fun process, but it's funny since I don't say disco tits in it once, but it's like the song came yeah. about thanks to just the title. <laughs> I kind of love that, and <laughs> somehow it's so clear what you're talking about, yeah. even though it's like this totally new phrase. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, what was the vibe like in the studio? I just can picture like a disco ball descending from the ceiling. Well, I mean, the vibe was just like, 
we were, you know, um, I mean, it was in the middle of the day, but we were just kind of dancing around and, you know, when it was five o'clock, well, well you know, it's beer time. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally. Easy going. Yeah. Happy. Yeah. Um, and then I just want to talk a little bit about the music video, too. Were there any moments you just had to stop because you were laughing? I mean, it just looks like so much fun. I mean, it was honestly, it was more like bizarre and weird than mm-hmm. like, I mean, obviously I do still laugh a lot like all the kind of like acting and in, in was very like improvised and yeah. like the the whole diner scene where we're like kind of having this argument we were just kind of doing spontaneously and then they're like oh we need to film this we need to like we need to catch like sound on this so just like just use iphone mics we don't care let's just mm-hmm. we gotta do this and um but the, all the like you know sex scenes with this puppet is kind of you just gotta go like i since I had some scenes with uh, Danny who plays the, the guy that, you know, mm-hmm. the puppet represents or whatever, um, he, I like have to like kind of think like, okay, well, it's, it's the same thing. It's just think of how I act when I act with Danny, you yeah. know, and not like... <laughs> not a fuzzy, furry <laughs> not a puppet. fuzzy yellow for a little puppet. So, um, but luckily like Tobin, who is the puppeteer, he was very like, he was very good at like taking the lead or like kind of, um, if I would say something, he would, he was very good at kind of reacting to that that made it easier for me to react to him and so um but it was fun it was weird but it was fun. yeah <laughs> um so then i mean now that you just have so much momentum going putting out two albums in a year which is wild yes is that something that you want to do in terms of pace or do you think now you want to take a little bit of a break where's your head at um i mean i've been told pretty much since i started like you, you know you need a break but <laughs> i tend to just Whenever I slow down, I just come up with a new idea that I want to do. So yeah. I'm like thinking that maybe, you know, I probably won't tour until like a bit later next year. So like, but it's because I want to like plan uh, a real proper Blue Lips tour that feels um, right. <laughs> and yes. uh, um, But I think so my thought is like, okay, what am I doing then the first, you know, a few months? But I'm not taking a break. It would just be more like, I think, create visuals to this part of the album as well. And yeah. um, write. <laughs> yes. I feel like you're always writing. Yeah, I am. But it's it's different when you're on the road because that's when you kind of like, you come up with ideas and then you just kind of let them sit for a second. I'll, mm-hmm. I, I have a studio with me and I'll, like it's just a small setup that I can just set up in any hotel room and I'll be like, come up with like simple track ideas or... um you know, I have a top line, a melody or lyric that I feel strong about and then bring that into the studio when I have a writing block kind of set out. But for this album, it was different because I had, it was like, okay, there's a week here. Like, okay, let's all meet up in LA and let's like record these, finish these ideas. Mm-hmm. And I would like kind of have to do it as I go. And that was a bit like strange once it was finished. I was like, oh, is it done? Like, oh, it's done. <laughs> yeah. Like, because you kind of, I didn't keep track of what was um, like, everything was just like kind of, it was way more chaotically put together, but there was a thought behind that, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Well, is there anything else that I didn't ask you about that you want to throw in? Um, look forward to releasing the visuals for all of this. And uh, um, yeah, the tour coming up. <laughs> awesome. Lots yeah. to look forward to. Thank you. All right, thanks so much. Thanks again to Toblo for stopping by. Thanks again to Lindsay, uh, who is the best, uh, for chatting with Tove. And, and, of course, Tove's new album, Blue Lips, out now. Go check it out. It's, it's really, really great. And now it is time for the Chart Stat of the Week. 
30 years ago this week, Billy Idol got his one and only number one on the Hot 100 with his cover of Moni Moni. The song spent one week atop the list, dated November 21st, 1987. Idols originally, <laughs> Idols originally, Idol originally recorded a version of Tommy James and the Shondells' 1968 number three hit for Idols' 1981 EP, Don't Stop, but the song actually found success in 1987 after Idol released a new live recording of the track. Moni Moni is one of Idol's 12 charted hits on the Hot 100. He also notched 16 hits on the Mainstream Rock Songs chart and seven hits on the Dance Club Songs chart, believe it or not. So there you have it. 30 years ago this week, Billy Idol got his first and so far only number one on the Hot 100 with Moni Moni. Uh, I love Billy Idol. I think he's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Um, he's he's. Uh, I mean, he had he's. Uh, when I was younger, I remember listening to. Uh, I think Moni Moni was probably. Well, I know I take that back. Probably like the, the first songs I remember of his were probably like Rebel Yell and White Wedding because yeah. he was right at the sort of the dawn of MTV, and I remember vividly his videos, which were so striking. And then I was like, I got into it more with Moni Moni and then especially with like Cradle of Love, which was a huge hit. It went to number two on the Hot 100. But he just makes, he made great, and he continues to make, um, like great kind of dance pop rock music um, where, you know, it it was okay to dance. It was okay to like have like a fun beat and like a bass line, you know, and and he's just great. And Steve Stevens, who often did most of his guitar work, is just an awesome guitarist and whatever. Now I'm just blathering about Billy no, Idol. No, I saw Billy Idol uh, at Bonnaroo a couple years ago. It was oh, very you did? Cool. Yeah. Did, did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. Were you there with your dad, too? <laughs> no, I, no, he comes to Pitchfork with me. He comes to Pitchfork, not Bonnaroo. All right. Not Bonnaroo. Bonnaroo. That's, a, that's a bit much, taking your dad camping for the weekend. Might yeah, be too much. that's intense. All right. Uh, any, any parting words? Um, I feel like you might have some. I do. Um, I failed to, to say this uh, last month, but it's fitting because this week is the week of Thanksgiving here in the U.S. So I want to say I'm thankful to Jason. Oh, wow. Uh, yes. Um, for inviting me to be a part of the Pop Shop podcast, which actually celebrated its fourth anniversary on October 3rd last month. Oh, wow. That's cool. We had our first show on October 3rd, 2013. So we just had our four year anniversary. That's amazing. Yeah, so thank you, Jason. I'm thankful to you. And I'm also thankful you, to you for stepping in while Katie was out on maternity leave. I know, I know. I don't know if she's back next week, so you might be here again. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it now in case you are not here next week. Well, I appreciate it, man. Thank, I'm thankful for, for you and all of our listeners and pop music in general. Um, Keith, do you... This is here. one last uh, chart trivia. Do you remember what album came out? The week of our first uh, Pop Shop podcast. Oh boy, it was just one album, one big album. Yeah, I. Um, it might. It, it was either was it the Lord week or something. No, it was. Oh, very good guess. I think that was the week before, actually. Um, was it Pink? <laughs> nope, that was a Shoot. year before. Oh man, you're like a like a photographic memory or yeah, something. Man. I don't remember what was it. I just remember because that was a big uh, that was a big um, fall for pop music. That was Miley Cyrus with Bangers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Early October 2013. Um, wow. Crazy. I feel like you and I have had a, a bunch of bangers since. 
<laughs> so many in pod bangers. in pod in podcast form. Um, well, what song should we go down on? Something from Miley or something else? Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's do "See You Again" from Miley Cyrus because honestly, Keith, after the last two weeks of doing uh, the podcast in person, I can't wait to see you to again. See you again. All right. See you next time. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus.